Hello, this is Dr. Jeff Craig, Superintendent of West Aurora Schools, and welcome to Episode 31 of the West Aurora 129 Podcast. Today's guest recently took the reins as the Curriculum Coordinator of the Growing and Thriving Career and Technical Education Department here in District 129. She brings a wealth of experience in CTE administration, curriculum development, and student services. Mrs. Laura Edwards, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely appreciate you being here. So we're going to, you know, you're a new face to our district, and uh, this is a great way to introduce uh, you and your role. Uh, so we're going to probe a little bit in that direction today. Sounds good. Ready Let's for that? get going. All right. So if you can, you know, if uh, I always do this in an interview, tell us some things uh, that we can't read about you in a resume, and then maybe uh, what led you to uh, education and your current role here in 129. Sure. So when I was in college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I came from the era where we were told to go to college. Sure. That was the goal, right? And then I got to college and found out I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so I ended up studying public relations and really uh, enjoyed that, but didn't see myself pursuing marketing, advertising, those types of things. So leaving college, um, I actually was all set to attend seminary. I was going to wow. uh, get a master's in theology and become a youth pastor. And then it just really had a change of heart and felt like the public schools um, is where we needed servants, right? Public schools serve all our kids. And maybe not too divergent to pass there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so um, so I, in the end, I ended up with getting a master's in school counseling um, and started my career in a very, very small rural district called Leland, mm -hmm. just west of here. Yeah. So I grew up in Lincoln Ways District, where it was a comprehensive high school of over 5,000 students. My first counseling job was in a K-12 through 300 student district. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Add to that, uh, we were an RTI demonstration site, so I got a lot of great experience right out of the gate with database decision-making and some of the things that were real hot buttons back then. Um, it's some great training that I didn't realize would really impact me later on. But the real twist came at the end of my first year when our K-12 principal left, and they asked me, a brand-new school counselor, 23 years old, to take the reins of the entire high school. So I ended up being the counselor and the dean. Okay. So essentially, I was the, the one administrator and counselor and now, we only had 90 students. Um, <laughs> now that I'm a mom, I think I understand that my role was actually to be a mom Absolutely. of the school. Um, but it really gave me just an opportunity to dive straight in into building level administration alongside of counseling and really looking at serving the whole student. And so that led down further to time into DeKalb, where I did some more work at the district level around curriculum development. Eventually, we started a family. And for the last eight years, I've been over at the Career Center in Sandwich, Illinois. It's an only CTE building for 10 school districts who are just too small to house and own their own CTE programs the way West Aurora does. Sure. And so I've had just a fantastic time there, but it was time to transition to an opportunity much closer to home. We live here in the district. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to taking all of that experience and, and really for the rest of my career, leveraging it to grow CTE here in West Aurora. That's awesome. And so win-win for us. We get your kids and we get you and your talents there now. You so go. we appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, and we, we refer to, we love our acronyms in education, uh, career and technical ed, we call it CTE. If you could update our listeners on uh, some of the things that, some of the nuances and some of the changes and advancements that we have 
made here in District 129. And, and then we have a couple of, uh, of newer uh, opportunities for kids that we recently introduced this summer. If you can talk a little bit about those. Oh, I'd be delighted to. I really believe that School District 129 for years has placed a really high value on promoting CTE for all students, students that are eventually going to go to college, students that are going to join the workforce. It, it really, I've been struck as I've entered here at how the programs are designed to serve all students. There are programs in health sciences, foods and culinary, a wealth of opportunities in businesses. But I feel like our really our, our crowning jewel is in what in CTE we refer to when you talk about acronyms as MET, Manufacturing, Engineering, Technology, and Trades. You bet. Our Wisner Family Center for Career Development houses three really thriving programs. We've got welding. We are just busting at the seams for our welding programs. So we've got welding running out of two different bays in there. Uh, the Wisner Family Center is comprised of four bays. In CTE, uh, you'll find that we don't typically sit in a classroom with desks. I think that's part of the appeal. So over at the Wisner, the spaces where we teach classes are referred to as bays. Uh, so two of those bays are devoted to welding. We've got a bay devoted to precision machining and manufacturing. And I'm really excited about our fourth bay, which is now running building trades alongside advanced building trades. It's one of our newer programs that is certainly poised to grow in the future, especially as we see jobs opening in the future. Absolutely. So um, we've also had another uh, nice opportunity to grow uh, space and upgrade our instructional facility uh, out in North Aurora. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Sure. We've got the new automotive and technical center. Uh, we've got a ribbon cutting coming up next week. Really delighted to be able to show off to the community um, just an excellent space for our students to learn and to grow in their careers. Our automotive program, again, busting at the seams. We've got maxed out enrollment in each of our classes there. We run a full two-year sequence of automotive through that building. We have high hopes that we're going to be able to partner with business and industry and, and really get students out and working in the Aurora communities through that opportunity. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think our autos two is currently dual credit, and we're uh, looking to make autos one dual credit for next year. Our autos one is dual credit. Auto one is dual credit, mm -hmm. and yep. we we partner with Wabanzi Community College. We do. Yes, yeah. we're very fortunate to have a community college that also places a high focus yeah. on CTE, so it really becomes a nice path for our students uh, from high school to post secondary. Awesome. So I'm going to meander into the philosophical uh, realm a little bit. And you've, you've heard me say this before, and I, and I hold myself accountable because as uh, educational leaders, at some point in time, we shifted to a college or bust mindset, meaning that we would tell kids in order for them to be successful, like you felt as a uh, entering college student, uh, that in order to find success, you had to go to college. And we know that that isn't for every one of our students. When you talked earlier about uh, programs that we try to serve all of our students, what do you think really contributed to that, that shift back to some balance between the academia and the career and technical education sides where kids had greater choice now? What do you think that tipping point was and what's lent itself to that? I think the tipping point really became about the labor market, right? What jobs are available yeah. to students and their families? At the end of the day, we want our students, our own children, to be successful, to live on their own, 
to have the ability to start and grow their own family in our community, right? And so I think what we started to see is that there were plenty of opportunities that allowed people to live that dream that didn't require a four-year college degree sure. in order to do that. So I think it really became a, about choosing a career path. And then I think recently, when, when we consider what happened during the pandemic, what did we see? We saw essential workers. We saw essential workers being celebrated. Mm -hmm. If you think about who those essential workers are, they were people with a CTE background. Our healthcare professionals, our folks in manufacturing, they were all still going to work every day because they were deemed essential. And so I think that that has really helped shape a lot of the focus on CTE, that instead of maybe being an alternative path or a less than path, now it's a celebrated path. It's no, an encouraged path because it results in security for students and as they you know, grow into people who have their own families. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a great uh, perspective and probably really accurate because I think they were some of our hidden heroes before and, and now the, the spotlight was, was shown upon them. And I think, you know, you hit on another, probably a, a really challenging piece and that's our labor market. There just aren't enough uh, in the labor force to be able to perform some of these skilled trades. And uh, why shouldn't our kids fill that void? And I think that's an important piece. Probably back to your other comment about business and, and industry leaders, how do we help make those connections with higher ed, um, with our high school offerings, and even with our, our uh, union leadership, uh, which we're going to meet with a little later on today. So I think that's an important aspect. You know, um, you talked a little bit about the celebration of uh, the skilled trades coming out of CTE. And some of the parents and students think that, that if I don't want to go to college at all, because there's, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. And people are saddled with debt for their entire life when they go through a four-year. Um, so when parents are, and kids are thinking about uh, CTE courses or a, a pathway, as we like to talk about it, only because they plan on going to the workforce right out of high school. How would you counsel those parents or those students that think this is the only way or the only reason I should be in this? Well, I, I guess I would start by helping them see that CTE is so much broader than preparing students to enter the workforce. Does it do that? Yes. But really, a solid CTE pathway includes a lot of what we call on-ramps for students, so opportunities for them to start their education, start exploring careers, but it also includes a variety of outcomes for students. Health sciences is a great example. So here at West Aurora, we've got a thriving health science academy. Students can enter as freshmen, as sophomores. They could, their senior year, take a certified nursing assistant licensure class. They could leave high school licensed as a CNA. That could be their life's work, or that could only be the beginning of their life's work in health sciences. And they could take that as an opportunity to go to work, get a well-paying job, to put themselves through school to become an RN, eventually maybe a nurse practitioner, right? These opportunities exist, and, and what is happening in health sciences happens in other areas too. We offer students in many of our high school programs the opportunity to earn an industry credential that really allows them to start in the workforce at a higher degree than those leaving high school without an industry credential. But that doesn't have to be an end in itself. In fact, we'd encourage them to continue on in their education or on in their industry credentials. It really does depend on the path they're on and what is meaningful to those employers and those industries within each of those paths. Well, I think that's really critical advice that you give as well. 
because there is, there's, I think we're just, we're scratching to, to, to see where kids might have a passion, but there is a ton of opportunity out there. And, and th this industry is exploding. It changes all the time, especially in the technical world. Um, so I think that's great advice to be able to give the parents uh, to continue to seek out what's, what else is out there. You know, I want to expound a little bit upon that expansion. You know, we, we had our initial, you know, I, you probably came from your facility that you worked in prior to 129 where they had probably 10, 12, 15 different disciplines that mm -hmm. they, they offered. And we decided we were going to do a few things and try and do it really, really well. Uh, but there is a variety of career pathways that are supported by the state of Illinois. Um, we were guided by what was needed in our local region uh, by business and industry that said, this is what we need and this is where we want the skilled labor to come out of. Can you talk a little bit about uh, maybe uh, forecasting, bring out your crystal ball a little bit, about how these uh, pathways and how the, the industry needs might guide your recommendations from your chair to uh, the Board of Education about future expansion and where we go from here? Absolutely. I, I really think that is kind of the next phase of the work. As we've stated, West Aurora has a solid foundation in so many areas. And because of that foundation, it's time to build more. Absolutely. So when we think, um, you mentioned that Illinois has kind of defined seven pathways. I think it's important for our listeners to know what those seven are. Okay. So um, I'm just going to kind of go through each of them and maybe talk a little bit about what we have here in West Aurora and what we might see coming. All of that said, I think really the most major thing we need to do next is really start to intentionally partner with business and industry here in West Aurora. One of the goals I have is to build, uh, they call them BILTS, Building and Industry Leadership Teams, but really identifying five to seven key employers in our area in each of these seven areas to really start to examine the labor market, what's available in Aurora, they're always gonna be more connected to that than we are, to inform us, to guide us, and to really help shape our programs. We here in Illinois are blessed to have both state and federal grant dollars that support our CTE programs. There are competitive grants out there. And really with the built guidance, I think we're gonna be best poised to make some of these decisions around programming moving forward. When we think about choosing CTE programming, it's really gotta be an intersection between students' interests, but also labor market. We have to make sure we're setting up our students for success here in Aurora or the surrounding communities when they are leaving high school or leaving whatever that next step is for them. So back to my earlier point, there are seven pathways uh, that the state of Illinois has defined. So one of them is called agriculture, food, and natural resources. We already are very strong in this area. Linda Brennan one's a great hmm. Black Hawk cafe, Absolutely. you know, through our through our high school program. And we've sampled some of those products. Indeed. <laughs> so we've got a great um, thriving culinary program. Uh, we currently don't have an agriculture program, but again, that's a question where we'd really have to look and see, is that a good use of uh, dollars and programming? And, and that's something our industry can help us decide. In health sciences, you know, I think if you ask for a crystal ball, of course we're going to need more folks in the health sciences. Absolutely. Those jobs are becoming uh, more and more necessary. They're growing. Uh, we have an aging population Absolutely. coming. We need more people in health sciences. So I would certainly think that would be a place we'd look to expand. But again, we already have a very solid foundation. Human and public services uh, is another one of our pathways. We currently have programming around uh, preparing students to be educators and in early childhood. Public safety is an area that falls into human and public services. 
we can determine if that's an area we want to explore. Finance and business is our fourth pathway here in Illinois. Again, we have a lot of robust programming. One of the things I'm most proud of for our district is we are one of the few dual credit intro to business uh, schools here uh, in the Wabanzi region. It's pretty difficult to get a dual credit agreement in business. And, and thanks to one of our teachers who happens to have the correct master's degree, we are able to run that program. Um, so I'd love to see that program grow and develop as well. Because when we think about a dual credit intro to business, that provides a solid foundation for students in actually many of the other seven pathways. Because we know that it might not be enough to have skills in IT or manufacturing or culinary. What you really need is to be able to leverage that business background within those skills. Sure. And, if, and if I could pause you real quick, just for those that are listening, um, they may not understand what dual credit means. So our kids are actually earning college credit while they are taking uh, courses in high school, but they are of the same level, um, the same rigor that they would experience when they would be in their uh, college uh, years. And so we partner with Wabanzi Community College, so we are earning college credit before they graduate from high school. Correct, Correct. statement? Absolutely. Yep. In manufacturing, engineering, and technology and trades, again, we've got a really solid foundation uh, in that in our district. In IT, we're just starting to explore automation and robotics, cybersecurity, computer science. You brought up earlier that part of the nature of CTE is that the industry changes so quickly. Yes. And I think IT is a world where that is more pronounced than ever. Um, so I think that's going to be a place where we really are going to rely on some guidance from business and industry to help us with where the industry is going and really what kind of transferable IT skills can we give our students in high school and focus on in high school, knowing that by the time they join the workforce, IT will likely have changed by then. Our final pathway is arts and communication. Uh, here in West Aurora, we have a very, very thriving fine arts department that falls under this pathway. In CTE, we also have interior design and fashion design. As part of all of these seven pathways, I think one of the things we actually need to grow the most is opportunities to get our students out of the classroom and into business and industry. Um, things like job shadowing opportunities, internships, summer internships. How can we take what they've learned in the classroom and help them start applying it in the workforce? Because that's really when they start to make that decision of, wow, yes, this is for me. This is the career path I want to pursue. Or, man, I thought I would like this, but it turns out I don't. And sometimes in career exploration and development, the no answer is equally as valid as the yes answer for absolutely. a student. Absolutely. Yeah, that experiential piece, and that's something we are working diligently on to make those connections uh, to the real world where uh, you talked about the advanced building trades. Um, I know that we are looking to make some connections with our carpenters union mm -hmm. so they can go to that state-of-the-art training facility, but also into where you have master carpenters that are at work. Uh, that's their life career. And um, so I'd like, like our kids to be able to experience and see what that looks like in real, real time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So um, you talked a little bit about the seven pathways in Illinois, and can you describe a little bit about what the state of Illinois is doing to support kids that are in the college and career pathway and potentially receiving that endorsement on their diplomas? Yes, this is, I think, evidence that at the state level, there really, again, is a high value being placed on CTE and a celebration of it. So about a, 18 months to two years ago, the state really 
put forth a push, uh, and it became legislation back in May of 2022, where districts were required uh, to offer at least, depending on their size, uh, one, two, or three college and career pathway endorsements spread out all the way from 2025 to 2031. So we've got a lot of time to do this work, but it's exciting work. So I'd like to move faster than that. (laughs) (laughs) So college and career pathway endorsements really take a framework that I would argue is good for all kids. And that framework is comprised of four things. So does the student have an individual career plan? Do they go through an instructional sequence that is career focused, that includes at least six hours of dual credit, As you talked about, Dr. Craig, dual credit is when you earn both high school and college credit at the same time. The third element is that the students engage in career development experiences, two exploration experiences, 60 hours of internship, and two team-based challenges. Think of them as large projects overseen by a mentor from business industry. And finally, the last element, and, and probably the most foundational element of all this college and career pathway work, is are the students academically ready? Absolutely. Because we absolutely know that academic readiness has to be in place for students to succeed in any of these seven. And so while that is the framework being defined for endorsements, uh, this past year, West Aurora applied for and was accepted to offer our first endorsement uh, in the field of education. So we have a program that students can take junior and or senior year, whereby they take uh, a class called Foundations of Education, coupled with Methods of Education. They spend time in our district's elementary classrooms, working alongside teachers, learning what it's like to be a teacher. They engage in team-based challenges. They earn dual credit with Wabonzi Community College. And eventually, at the end of the experience, they are eligible for these endorsements. In the future, as a district, we'll look to explore what other areas we might choose to have an endorsement. I I would expect we'll probably pursue one somewhere in health sciences. Again, that's where our labor market supports for for our area. And I would certainly expect we'd be looking at one at skilled trades in the future, too. So how, how would these endorsements give our kids a leg up as they move past our high school offerings? So that's a really complicated question at this time. I'm a complicated um, guy. Yeah. We we typically refer to that as currency, right? Like mm. what currency does the endorsement have? Yeah. So in the world of education, the one we happen to have in West Aurora, that actually has the most currency so far in our state because when you look at a state level, there's, let's say, about 1,100 students in the state that earned an endorsement this past year. 300 plus of those were in education. Yeah. So Our colleges and universities are starting to see the endorsement as a way to validate a student's experiences and skills and give them a leg up. Perhaps that's in a scholarship competition. Perhaps that's in a select opportunity where they might get to go and engage in an early teaching experience, things like that. Okay. What we haven't seen yet is currency among other groups of employers around endorsements. All of that said, I believe the biggest currency an endorsement is going to give a student is confidence. 
they're going to be able to walk into an interview and because of that framework, think of the wealth of opportunities they're going to share with that future employer that they've had in high school. They've had six hours of dual credit in a technical field. They've had 60 hours of work-based learning. They've engaged in team-based challenges overseen by an industry mentor. All of those are going to give them a great foundation and confidence to pursue whatever it is they're going to do next right out of high school. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that perspective. So I'm going to ask you to give one more perspective, and you have a variety. Um, as a parent of kids, um, you are uh, an educational professional. You've been in a couple of different environments, and you know that um, I have espoused my passion and priority for elevating uh, the conversation around public education, specifically here in West Aurora. So if I could ask you to give your personal professional perspective on where you think the state of public education is and where we're heading. So, you know, I guess I'll talk as a mom first. As a mom, I'm thrilled to live in West Aurora. In our public school system, you really can't rival the breadth and depth of programming that we offer mm -hmm. coupled with the personal attention that our kids get. You know, I think in some districts, you might see breadth and depth of programming, but then as a result, maybe you don't see the high attention to personal and individual needs. And here at West, I don't believe we sacrifice one for the other. I believe our students enter, they're seen as individuals, but we have opportunities for them regardless of what path they're gonna be on. And I think that's unique to public education. One thing we haven't talked about yet, but I think plays into this conversation too, is within the world of career pathways, there are also 10 essential skills defined by the state. We might know them as soft skills, although there's nothing soft about them. Things like problem solving, decision making, critical thinking, adaptability, flexibility, reliability, accountability, cultural competence. You can't find a better avenue to practice and develop those essential schools than the public school system. Yeah, absolutely. We have opportunities in the public school system for students every day to engage in these types of skill development, no matter what grade level we're talking about, no matter what skill level we're talking about, no matter what content area we're talking about. Public school is the place where students get to practice these skills. And these skills are really the foundation for success, regardless of what career path they choose when they leave our doors. Life skills, even. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, thank you for sharing your expertise. And sh thank you for sharing your talents with West Aurora School District 129. Uh, we're excited to have uh, Mrs. Laura Edwards here in our district. And thanks for being here today and sharing your thoughts. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Please remember, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.